0: Thanks for checking out the candeo podcast to learn more about us visit us at candeochurch.com i'm guessing that you've found yourself perhaps in nomad's story can you relate to a sort of ambidextrous traveler who daily walks not knowing whether he should go to the right or to the left but with each step is certain that he is moving one step closer to a better life. But like Nomad, we've chased the empty promises of Mr. Moneylove. right? That all we need is just a better job, or more specifically, and even more importantly, just better pay. We've also, we've, we've chased the empty promises of Madam Bubble. Thinking that if we just found a new man or a new woman, we'd surely be happier, right? We've chased the empty promises of Mogul, and we've sacrificed so much on the altar of success, thinking that respect and applause and admiration will finally fill up this gap. All of these paths, all of these things before us, offering so much and yet yielding nothing. In fact... With each failed attempt and each path leading to emptiness, we find ourselves only feeling further burdened and more lost. Do you feel that? Have you felt that on your shoulders? I've shared this quote before, so it's possible that you've, you've heard it, uh, but I love it because it's a twist on like an old adage. But you know how the saying goes, right? That you can give a person a fish and feed them a day. And if you teach a person to fish, you what? Feed them a lifetime. Here's the twist. But even the best fishermen will tell you that there is a need of which fish doesn't satisfy every one of us carries a burden, an unbearable burden of which it appears that nothing of this worth, this world can satisfy, can lift. And we're all trying to get rid of it. (laughs) And the issue is not that we don't have enough money yet or we don't have enough pleasure in our lives, or we don't have enough power. And this burden isn't gonna be lifted by just church attendance and doing enough good things and being a good person. That's not a way to lift this burden. In fact, every time we run down these paths and the emptiness that we feel from it begins to just come crashing in on our souls, this emptiness is designed by God to serve as like dashboard warning lights, like in our cars letting us know that there's a greater problem and a deeper issue here. It's not a lack of money and it's not a little more control and it's not that you just need to try harder. The burden you feel is the result of your broken relationship with God. We are born... Into sin. And what that means is that even on our best days, our attitudes and actions are chock full of things that God hates. As natural as it is for us even to just breathe. You and I were, we're arrogant and selfish, we cut corners and we lie. We hate people and crush them with our words. And because we are broken to our core, the word I like to grab onto is depravity. We are completely depraved people. Because of this brokenness, we carry always on our shoulders the burden of sin and there's not anything in the world that can lift it. And it's into this backdrop and into this moment that Jesus's words of invitation ring out on this good Friday. This is what Jesus says. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest take up my yoke and learn from me because I'm lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As all of us carry this burden of sin and it's going to crush someone or something You can place the weight of this burden on your spouse and try to get them to carry it, but it will crush them. You can place it on your kids and it will crush them. You can place it on your friends and it will crush them. You can ask your job to try to carry the weight of your burden, but it will never lighten your load. At the end of the day, your burden of sin is going to crush someone Something or you or Jesus. Because what Jesus is offering here is a trade, a ridiculous trade where he will take your burden and give you rest. We all carry a burden and this is the only way to get rid of it is to give it to Jesus. And how does Jesus take this burden? He lets it crush him. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. And that's why we can stand here on this Day, this day where we look back that is marked by so much evil, where there's betrayal, there's a rigged trial, there's brutal lashes, there's a crown of thorns that presses out blood from a head, there's a blood stained cross. We can look at a day full of so much evil and actually say that it is good. Because when we see the cross, we see the work of the great burden lifter. Jesus did for us what no other person and no other thing could ever do. But he took our burden, had it nailed to the cross. And for those who place their faith in Jesus, that burden exists no more no more. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest. I want to define what rest is. I'm actually going to define what rest is by explaining what rest isn't. Okay. And the way I want to do this, I just want to ask a simple question. I'm assuming the answer is going to be yes for a lot of people, but how many of you have seen the movie Saving Private Ryan? Know what I'm talking about? Okay. How many in this room would actually put that movie in like your top five, like all time, like if you're stranded on an island, you could take five movies. You're taking that one. Okay. Awesome. I see the men in the room. Good deal. right, so if you've not seen the movie, uh, this is essentially the the storyline, is that you've got these four brothers, the Ryan brothers, and they all go off to war in World War II, and three of them die in short order. And the US military looks at that and says, we cannot leave a mother without all four of her boys, right? It even points to the Sullivan brothers here, Waterloo. (laughs) So what the U.S. military does is they commission a mission where they send eight men behind enemy lines to go and, again, the name, Save Private Ryan, Save Private Ryan. They go to rescue him, and in the course of the mission, six of those eight men die trying to save Private Ryan. And in this final battle scene, this epic battle scene, which by the way, if you're about to throw like the spoiler alert flag on me, like you're 20 years too late. Like it's on you at this point. If you haven't seen this movie yet, cause I'm totally giving it away. But in the final battle scene, there's this incredible moment where captain Miller, who's been leading this whole mission played by Tom Hanks is dying on the bridge, ready to blow it, to sacrifice his life. Now as kind of the final step in this whole thing to save private Ryan. And in his final words, he pulls Ryan close to him and he whispers something in his ear, any of you that love that movie, do you remember what he says? Earn this earned this, which is why, and this can almost like ruin the whole movie for you because you understand then the tension of that final scene where then it cuts to Private Ryan as an old man with his wife, his kids, his grandkids next to him, and he is just tormented because he's standing over the grave of Captain Miller, and he's feeling it, and he looks at his wife and goes, tell me I've been a good man. Tell me I've been a good father. Tell me that, that, I, that I, I did good with my life. That right there is the opposite of rest. That type of thing is tormenting. But sadly, when we look at the cross, many of us think what Jesus is calling out for us to do is earn that. Earn it. I just wanna make this abundantly clear. When Jesus offers rest, he is offering the exact opposite of that. You couldn't earn it. You don't deserve it. It is a gift of absolute love. What do we have to do to earn it? Let me reread this passage and I'm gonna underline a few different words. Here's what you gotta do to earn this gift. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And take up my yoke and learn from me, because I'm lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What do you have to do to be free of this burden of sin and claim the rest of Jesus? What are the requirements that he has there for us? What are the qualifications as you walk up to this ride? What's the height requirement that you must be this tall to go onto the ride, which I always hated that because of my height challenges. What do you have to do to earn this gift? Come to Jesus and take it. Take up his yoke then. And you go, ah, see, I knew there was gonna be a Jesus juke somewhere in here. It can never be that easy, right? And you're just replacing one burden for another. Take that burden off, and I put this burden of Jesus on me. And I go, oh, don't miss this. Is this burden heavy? Mm Mm-mm. Is it hard to carry? No. Why? Because the one that offers it to us is Lowly and humble. In the same way that Jesus offered up his life and offers us this gift that we couldn't earn or deserve, which is such good news for a person who doesn't yet know Christ. This is the gift that he's offering you. But even for everyday Christians, we can look at the cross and be reminded that Jesus Christ didn't come to the world to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And now as he walks with us as believers, though we enter in and we carry now this yoke and there's two sets of shoulders in it, he always, always, always does the heavy lifting. He did it then on that day and he continues to do it as we walk along beside him in a continual rest. This isn't And earn this invitation. This is an it is finished invitation. Are you weary? Come to Jesus. Are you burdened with your sin? Come to Jesus and take up his yoke. It's easy and light. Cause he walks with us guys. we all carry this burden, but tonight, this good Friday evening, the most important question that we can ask as we reflect on the cross is have you given Jesus your burden? Maybe better yet, Will you give Jesus your burden? Because what we see here, probably the biggest thing you need to overcome to giving him your burden is just your pride. To be humble enough to realize, I can't, I can't fix this. I can't change it. Anything I try to do won't change a thing. Jesus, I need you. It's said of Nomad that despite all of his walking and attempts to regain his sight and to be free from his burden, he was once again back to where he began, only this time weaker and heavier than ever before. And he thought to himself, if only I could get rid of this burden that's followed me daily and threatens to crush me. And as he lifted his weary head, his eyes caught a glimpse of something in the distance, its shape unlike the others he had seen before. And what was it that Nomad saw? It was the cross. This timeless invitation of Jesus says, give me your burden and I'll give you rest. That's why it's called Good Friday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for an incredible gift of grace, an ultimate sacrifice, that as we look to the cross, what we see is an invitation, and it is finished invitation, not an earnest invitation, but it is finished invitation that our burden, the payment for our sin was paid in full. And Jesus, it's a gift of grace and it's a gift that we receive by faith. Which is the opposite of working. It's just handing our lives over to you, Jesus. Thank you for that incredible gift of love, of sacrifice. God, it is our joy. It is our joy, Lord, to now walk free of a burden burden of sin, thanks to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Candeo Church. To learn more about us or to hear more messages, visit us at candeochurch.com.